You are now listening to Shoot the Shit with your hosts, Shawnee Caulfield and Sal Licata. Enjoy the show. Woo! everybody welcome to episode four of shawnee and south shoot the shit i'm with i'm shawnee shawnee mike your major mark's favorite major mark and i'm with you dude you uh your new nickname should be the clapper now that's all <laughs> hi i'm sal licata how are you guys <laughs> i'm sal licata <laughs> i'm so excited man i get so excited this is like my favorite hour of the week, Sal. Seriously. <laughs> it is a nice escape, isn't it? Talking about some toys and whatever it's, other bullshit. It's amazing, you know? This is why we do it, right? So we have this outlet to talk, you know? And when you talk with somebody that you like, like, you know, we have a great, you know, relationship. It's even better, you know? No faking bullshit. We just right. we just talk and, and whatever comes to our heads, that's what we're talking about, you know? You Agreed. Love it. Agreed. And like you said, we're talking about stuff to each other about things that we love, which is the major yeah. fi- major wrestling figure podcast and all the other stuff that goes along with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to start straight off the bat. Uh, we got a CI clap. I don't even notice these things, bro. I don't even notice. You'll you'll I become aware of it now. I'm <laughs> gonna hold my hands like this on the, on my on my on my cheeks. <laughs> they, you know what, Shawnee? They used to tell me when I first got because I was always a radio guy and I'm Italian, right? I talk with my hands. And when I first started doing TV, they go sit on your hands so you stop waving your hands in front of the camera. That's Eventually smart. you get used to it, but yeah. So yeah, I that's, I, that's my- what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with follow-up as usual. Okay. I watched uh, Major Mark Kyle Peterson. He does these great videos. I sent it to you, Sal. I don't know if you had time to watch it, but it, he did this a video, a deep dive on the new Hasbro Pulse uh, starting lineups. And listen... They are really good figures. You could tell the price point we spoke about last week at $50. I learned so much from Kyle's video. You have no idea. I learned that they have, um, it's going to be no plastic on the the actual, you know, figs. There's going to be a shoe. There's a shoe licensing deal. So all the, all the stars are going to be wearing their actual kicks which is going to actually people are saying that it's going to take the the shoe collector and maybe like combined into a toy collector now. I don't what do you think about that? I heard yeah, I heard Brian mention that you know on the pod this week they were talking about it. Um I, dude, you're right we talked about it. I I think the figures are cool looking. I just and I'm not trying to shit on them. Yeah, I, I just and you know me, I'm a big sports fan, obviously. Yeah, say how you feel, man. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I just I just don't I don't like them. I don't see a need for it for 50 bucks. Like now, is this just me like not being as much of a collector of this stuff? I love the old school starting line. Is it the players? Me, there's this, is it the yeah, players? There's this yeah, maybe. maybe. Now, then, you know, maybe they do come out with the retro line and then I'm like, oh, you know, whoever it may be, Piazza or yep. I don't or know, it could Griffey, be anybody, Michael right, Jordan or you know, Patrick. Yep. Yeah, I guess. But well, the other thing is McFarlane did that and McFarlane did it well. And I know they weren't like they fully posable, but those figures were 
sick as far as resemblance goes. So they're very good. I yes. don't know. F- Fifty bucks for me, and they start with the NBA, but I, I just I don't. I'm not into it. I don't so, see it. I'm so out. Also, I, Kyle mentioned that they have no tattoos. And if you look at LeBron, he's covered in tattoos. So, like, I don't know how I feel about that because it's really not like I, – I don't know how I feel. Like, do you think that a figure needs to have tattoos to resemble the person? Or, like, how do you feel no. about that? No, but if you're going to have a $50 price point, you would expect that shit to be like the ultimate equivalent, right? Yes. It should be pretty dead on. If I'm buying a, and I'm not trying to get hung up on the price, but I just think of that course. that is, yeah, it's, it's a lot. That's a, yeah. For, for, for a figure like, and you're not buying just one generally. So you're talking about hundreds of dollars for what? Just a few guys that you like. So if I'm going to do that, it better be like damn near like perfect as far as accuracy goes so maybe the better comp is like the super sevens as opposed to ultimates i think you mentioned that last week yeah yeah so the two more things i'm going to bring up and then we'll get to the next topic is uh there there is um uh, it's online only they it will not it will not be in stores and i heard brian and broski talking about it that they're gonna come with an nft have you heard about this not until they mentioned it. And I have no interest in that. I Me don't know neither. what your interest. No, yeah. I, I really like, honestly, it should be called NFC. Cause I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Not, what is it? A non fungible token or something? I, or? I have no idea. Honestly, I just see like, I've watched videos on it and I still don't get it. I just, it's, it, Basically, you pay to have own ownership of an online or piece of art, right? And that goes up and down like stocks, basically. Right. But there's no, no value in behind it. Like, what is the now, value? Now, now, it's just a throw-in. But the thing is, like, if it were exclusive, fine. But everybody who buys one is going to get it. So there is no value there. And I personally just don't care about that. So I, yeah. I know it comes with a card, too, Brian was saying. I, I don't. I don't know what it is, Shoney. For me, like sports-wise, I'd rather collect bobbleheads from yep. stadiums. Yep. I'd rather collect the old-school stuff. And I think McFarlane figures, the original starting lineups and then McFarlane figures, to me, that's my wheelhouse. I'm not knocking people who would think that this is cool, but I just don't see it. And to to further the point, like I would not get wrestling figure bobbleheads, although I think that there are some cool ones that they're coming out with, even in the time frame that would be my wheelhouse. I'm not getting that because... Because to me, I like wrestling figures. I like baseball bobbleheads or sports yes. bobbleheads. Yes, I, I get it. I get that for sure. But uh, the next thing is I saw um, Jay, uh, we spoke about this last week about the belts with the WWE and MLB. And then, bam, uh, James Lennox posted in the group that uh, the link to buy the Yankees one. And I have to say, man, I, I, don't, I don't like the Yankees, but that belt is phenomenal. Like, I, this is what I was talking about. Like, the design is the thing that means the most. And I have to say, Sal, they, they killed the design. When you brought it up and we're talking about it, I did not picture that in my head. And then you sent me the me picture. Neither. I was like, wow. The home that, plate? I mean, come on. That's genius. With the pinstripes? Yeah, was, yes. that was sick. That was deep. And how much was it, Sean? I it didn't see the price. It was $4.99 for the belt. So four hundred ninety nine dollars, okay. which any any belt on WWE is usually between three fifty and and a thousand dollars, give or take, depending on the belt. 
Okay. I mean, that's, it's, but that's, so that's a normal price point. I don't think that that's that yes. bad. And you could get any team right now, or you could only get the Yankees? I only saw the Yankees so far. I'm really excited to see the Mets one, and I really okay. think I'm going to be a buyer on it. I'm excited. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And what would you wear to like Met games and stuff? You I, wear it to honestly, the playoffs? I would, I would, I would bring it to the playoffs <laughs> with with, uh, with, uh, with me, and I, I would just wear it around or hang it up with my Mets stuff. And it, it's just a really nice looking piece, and it that is like a centerpiece of a collection where somebody comes into right. your house and you're like, wow, this guy's a big Mets fan, you know? Right, you know, right. Where'd you get that Mets championship Met tattooed on me? <laughs> Look at you! <laughs> I, I didn't know you were that big of a Mets fan. That's yeah. that. And I have another tat on my back uh, of, the, of the Mets. Uh, it's the New York Mets logo and with the Chrysler building and the Empire State building on the bottom. You know what I want to ask you, Shawnee? What's with the 23? So uh, 23 has always been my lucky number uh, okay. since, since I'm young. Since I'm young. You know, like when you play like travel ball and you don't get to pick your number and you just get yeah. on a jersey? I would always get 23 and, and it was just like so weird. And I just, people think Jordan right away, but it was, it's not Jordan. Obviously Jordan made it famous, but it wasn't Jordan. That's not why I wear the 23. It's, it's always been with me. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah. My birthday is 12, 389. So I connect the 23 as well there. So. Uh, okay. Okay. I thought maybe you were just a broski mark and you were like, Oh, I'm wearing the oh, 23. No, no, I, I, yeah. Trust me, I was still in my dad's nuts when I was like the number 23. <laughs> uh, that's gross. Okay. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So next is the major pod recap, baby. So we're going to talk about things that we heard on the major uh, uh, figure wrestling figure podcast and go over them real quickly. And this is the segment. Uh, the first thing is Broski on Broadway. Uh, Broski, oh God, Broski, uh, Matt Cardona, he is he he performed on um, the last match, which is uh, a, a musical that was off Broadway in New Jersey, and a lot of interesting idea, right? Uh, to, to combine a wrestling match with or in a Broadway musical or whatever it may be. I think it's great because that entertainment of wrestling, and you put songs with it. It's phenomenal, right? Like, it, it, you know, and then I listened to Broski's song and he's talking, not, not really singing. Right. So, so, but it was really good. I liked it, you know. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 meanwhile, his name is Alexander Swagger in the play. And he's like a cocky. He literally is Broski. So they couldn't have casted a better guy for that part. You know, the thing that I thought was weird, and maybe this is just me not knowing like enough about it, isn't the whole like I'm awesome thing, isn't that the Miz? Yes. So that's what I got confused about. It's funny you bring that up because I actually thought about this during the week. You know, I, he's like, I'm awesome. I'm great. You know, and, and I'm like, wow, I'm like, that's the Miz's thing. So, well, I, well, the writer, don't you think that maybe the writer who's a wrestling fan, maybe it was based off of the Miz? I mean, that's maybe, what I would think. Maybe, yeah. I, I, there's no confirmation on that, but Broski's good friends with the Miz. So right. Do you think that would bother him playing the role of the Miz in this Broadway or whatever? All Broadway <laughs> it play? would if he finds that out for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's gonna eat him alive, man. <laughs> this, this is we're talking about this. I love Matt, but he watched a video at, like from 1993 that Fig Heel put up, and he noticed a Macho Man figure all the way in the back. 
the, he notices these little details that you would never think he does. So a hundred percent, it would it would definitely kill him. Yeah, I mean, he notices things like that. Meanwhile, he forgets what he bought. Uh, you know, two <laughs> uh, two days ago. I still can't believe that poster, dude. That was an expensive fucking poster. Yeah, yeah. I anyway. get it, though. I can't hate on it because I get it. I have a, a shitload of totes in my garage, and I, I don't know what I have in there, you know? Dude, same same thing. I know we get into collecting stuff a little bit in Twick a little bit later on, but, like, I, everybody's talking about they're getting their Royal Rumble figures in and uh, yep. the build of Rick Roods and the Warrior or whatever. I forgot. Like, I got so much of this stuff on order, but I'm waiting because I ordered at the same time of let's say those mega power figures that aren't oh, going to be San in Diego until... Comic Con, yes, that that week, yeah, yeah, until December or something like that. So I, I don't know, but what about the? I know you had it on your list there too, Shawnee from the pod talking about how the international buyers are getting screwed yep. with the Mattel ring, which yep. by the way is also up on ringside now. Did you see that that they're piecing that thing out yep. on ringside? So you just hit a couple of my points there. So basically. Uh, I, I didn't get the guy's name, but he said him and TTD are in England and they ordered four, uh, four rings and they didn't get it delivered. So they were like, what the heck is going on? They find out it's $70 each ring to get it from the postage office. And each they, ring. Each ring. So $280 to get their package on top of the cost of the ring and, and the shipping. And I was horrified it when i heard this <laughs> imagine brutal. i mean it's really not fair like we have bo who edits the show and I, and he tells i mean i have to ship in things sometimes because he it's it's so expensive to do anything when you're in a different country especially in now now in the times we live in now everything is backed up yeah no that sucks i feel bad for them and i get a lot of times whether it's on ebay or even in a group where I post something for sale and they're like, hey, will you ship across seas? Uh, I'm like, no, because yep. it's a pain in the ass. Like, I'm yep. the one who's getting beat on that. So it sucks for everybody. They have limited access because I've done it before. And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then I do it and I get screwed, whether something gets lost or whatever. It takes yep. forever to get there or the expense. It's it's I do feel bad for them. But Mattel it. should really take care of that. Yeah. I, I hope I hope something comes up. They didn't confirm anything yet, but usually sometimes the companies make it right. I don't know why there's the seventy dollar charge. I don't know why uh, England is doing this, but it's really really bad, and that is a, a shame, an absolute shame. Uh, I, I know how it is. I'm I'm a I'm a Green Bay Packers fan from New York, and. I used to look, I watch, I still watch the people on TV and I'm like, wow, how lucky they are just to walk down the block and go to a game. Right. I wish I could do that, you know, but then I'm with the Mets. I got it right here. And I never even, have you, games. have you been a Lambo? I've been the Lambo once me, my, uh, my sister and my mom uh, surprised us in 2007, Brett Favre's last year, we went on November 27th. As a, as a gift for my birthday and Christmas. And me and my dad went, it was my dad's first time there in 50, like six years of being a fan. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. And th That's how about awesome. this before we get to the next point, the buses and all, everything is closed on Sunday, Sal, everything. Yep. Because everybody in the town has season tickets. So nobody works. That's all they do. Yeah. The, it's the, in, I went, I went once to Shawnee, uh, um, I forget how long ago, maybe 2012, something like that, and saw oh, the wow. Falcons play there. 
it's in the middle. It's just in the middle of like a neighborhood. Yes. Isn't that insane? Yes. There's, there's houses across the street. <laughs> right. So like, like, like regular houses across the street is crazy. I love it because uh, even if we were, so there was no cabs after the game. Right. So me and my dad had to walk like four miles, but I have to say it was the best walk we ever had because we got to see everything. And the McDonald's, right. I have a picture the McDonald's was green and yellow. How crazy is that? <laughs> How crazy is that? That's awesome. Even if you're not a Packers fan, I would highly recommend checking out Lambeau I, Field. I that's a, that's a, bucket list spot but it's cold as fuck i my, my my dad is a little wimp when it comes to like the cold and i i'm out there in shorts it was the opposite when we were in lambo i i was freezing and my dad's out there in a sweatshirt i'm like are you nuts <laughs> dude I, I left at halftime. I'm embarrassed to say I left at half it was fucking snowing it's, it was december it oh was my rigid it was there's so cold there's cold and then there's lambo cold it was brutal I agree. But, right, what do we uh, got next? Did you hear anything? Uh, so I just saw that uh, a major mark posted, and they, I, I think, believe they talked about it. Uh, there's going to be an exclusive major pod chalkline jacket at New York Comic Con, and it's the Hustle Loyalty Collect, uh, like the 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 play on John Cena's logo. Have you okay. ever seen that? No. Uh, I mean, I've seen the logo. I've seen the logo. Yes, I did not see it on the specific jacket. I, I know what the. Yeah. So they that they're having that jacket available. I asked them what sizes they're gonna go up to. I haven't heard back yet, but I'm really excited about that. I I, I don't know if I'm gonna go to New York City Comic Con because I hate crowds. But hopefully when is that? It's October seventh through the ninth, I think. So that's coming up. That's this next weekend. Week. Yeah. Oh, next, next week. weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next weekend, so I don't know if I'm gonna go. Or... If the Mets aren't in the playoffs, maybe I'll go with you for that. Can we buy tickets to that? We could buy tickets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I gotta get that wife approved, but yeah. I would like to go. I've never been to a, a comic con. I've, I've never like been either. It, it would be the, our yeah. first. Yeah, if you could go. You don't like crowds? You just went to that fucking AEW thing, bro. I'm an extrovert, but I have a lot of introvert qualities, and and when I go out and go in these crowds i talk to everybody and i uh, i'm so outgoing but when i get home it takes me days to recharge um right people right. don't see that they don't see that part of me you know they just no. see, they just see me just talking with everybody like oh yeah he's talking to everybody but when i go home i'm telling you i stay in my room for days sometimes <laughs> wow Sean. yeah 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 so um but yeah that, i found that jacket really interesting and the boys talked you, about you buy the chalk line stuff. You have the shorts. I do. And things like I that. do. I just yeah. don't like the sizing. I, I love the. I love the product. The sizing is awful. Normally, I'm a two X. I have to get a four XL just to fit. Wow, that's how like it must have been made in Japan with these skinny Asians because <laughs> it doesn't happen here. You know, Shawnee. I don't think you could say that, but. No, I don't mean it in, in any bad way. No, I know. I, every I'm time just thinking I, radio. Stay away from all anything that's I get somewhat. It. I don't mean right. it anything bad. I no, just mean, I know. You know, like how many big Asians do you see? You never see a really big Asian yeah, unless it's like Yokozuna or a wrestler, you know? Shawnee, you're, you're <laughs> digging further right now. <laughs> but I have to say, they, they uh, you know, I just... 
Like I had a, I got a three X jacket of the major pod, the first jacket, and it it doesn't even close. And I'm like, a three X oh. jacket should. Fit. This is a three X shirt, and I have so much room in it. So I just right. don't like how they size it. That's all. And okay, I'm, I'm really they look excited. cool. I, the the shorts always look comfortable, but I never I never bit the bullet and the got shorts it. Shorts are amazing, expensive, so you got to get them on sale. But they are amazing, and they and they have pockets, which is a plus. <laughs> You can't have shorts without pockets. No. So, um, so the next thing is the Patreon group posts from the week. Uh, we talk about a okay. couple of posts that caught our eye. And uh, you want to go? You want to start this one, Sal? Yeah. I mean, well, this is different than the sports ones that we were talking about. Yeah. So this is the Patreon group posts. So uh, like they, they talk, uh, I w- Kevin Carrier. Uh, right. He posted that ringside had the new gen up for sale and I put down the prices here. So they sold it separately. So the ring and entry is $300. The Nash is $99. The doink is $99 and the macho is one twenty five, which is six twenty five total. That's actually not, I get, well, no, I guess that is bad because they were going for 400 on the group. I couldn't even sell mine. I had it unopened, new for four hundred. Couldn't sell it. I listed the Doink and Nash, two hundred bucks. Couldn't That's, sell it or didn't yep, sell it. Yep. And and now that they're available like that, dude. When it first came out, I was thinking that whoever got the Doink ahead of time or whoever got the set ahead of time made out because Doink was going for like two hundred thirty bucks. Yes, yes. Doink was going hot <clears> quick. <throat> That's why it's either you got to sell fast or you got to get out and, and wait, you know, there's no, and keep it. Yeah. I'm in now I'm keeping it. I don't give That's a shit. It. I'll let That's them sit it. there. Me too. I will let it rot. I'll let rats eat it in my garage. And yeah. take a loss. You know, yeah, that's exactly right. Or, or sell it for like, for me, the 250 bucks for the whole thing. I've yep. already got my money's worth in opening it up, yep. experiencing the, the fucking um, entrance way, which yep. I love. I didn't open the ring yet, but that's a pain in the ass. I don't know if I'm going to do yep. that or where the fuck I'd put it, but, I'll hold on to the figures. I know they yep. don't fit my collection. I'm not getting rid of them for anything less than a hundred each. I agree. I agree. And and <clears throat> who knows? One day you're cleaning up and organizing, Sal. One day you pop it out and you're like, I want this somewhere. You, you could even hang yeah, it right. on the wall, really. You know, the entrance, you know? I've never regretted keeping something, but I have many times, even in now, like current day collecting and like, oh, don't do what you did. I still do it. Yep. And sell shit. And then I'm like, ah, I don't care. And then weeks later or months later, regret it. You regret it. it that is the <clears throat> life of a collector, Sal. It's just, it is what yeah. it is. You know, you got to live with that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Knick posted FWF4 merch. There's going to be cards. There's going to be at the table. I'll be there. I know you won't, Sal, because you got busy weekend with the playoff baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. So they got, uh, there's going to be a poster signed by everybody. There's going to be cards there's going to be sticker i believe and a dvd and they look great i i love fwf every time i've i've been to one live and it was so much fun it was such a good experience you get to see like a part of the guys that you don't really see because they walk around they're at their tables it's really a good time if anybody can make it the first fwf which was not live in fact there was no crowd there but i was there and awesome. it was funny, Broski, they were, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know if he just finished a match or maybe he was getting ready to start a match, but they were yelling for him to go do a promo. And like, come on, Matt, whatever, come do. He's like, hold on, I'm not ready yet. And I'm like, dude, 
you're always ready. Like your whole thing <laughs> is I'm always ready. And it was funny. Was like, oh, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> Dude, I, I laughed pisser. so hard when you said that. Dude, you're always ready. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're not ready oh yet? Your whole gosh. gimmick is I'm always yes, ready. And it was funny can... to see him like in reality. Like, no, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet for the promo. <laughs> Think about how many times we say that a day. Like, I'm ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Think about if that was anybody's mantra. You can never say it again. You get abused. <laughs> like, you, like you just did. <laughs> uh, the last that was hysterical. Thing is Mary Kay Anthony, MKA, um, she works at Disney. She's a major mark in Florida. She works in Disney. And she showed a picture of a roller coaster underwater. I didn't see the picture. I saw you tweet me or text me about it. I did not see the picture. Yeah, let me, I got to look at that. Yeah, I'll bring it up <clears> real quick. Um, just uh, I'm not a big roller coaster guy. I'll fill here for a second. I'm not. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Although when I did go to, dude, I rode with an ex girlfriend once, and I think it was the end of the relationship. She had me go on the uh, Rock and Roll Express and then the Tower of Terror. And I, <laughs> when I tell you, I was holding on, you know, those little things that you have to hold on yes, to. I was yes, like, yes. grabbing her mother's leg. I was like squeezing onto him. <laughs> I got off of there. My legs were wobbly as fuck. And she's like, oh my God, I cannot be with this pussy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love roller coasters, man. I love a lot of them. I'm too big, I'm too wide to get on. And it won't close, and like it's so embarrassing. Like, I'm so you really, can't ride it? No. So like, I went to Six Flags, and when I was younger, I would get away with it because they could like push it down. But I, right. not just being big, I'm very wide. My shoulders are wide, right? right? So when I get in, and my legs are huge, so when I'm sitting down, my my legs make me taller, right? So it's hard to get it in. But I have to say, I'm very secure with who I am. But that's one of the things that makes me so insecure is when they tell you you got to get off and everybody's looking at you. It's really embarrassing. It really oh, is. man. But that's tough, Shawnee. Yeah, it is what it is. It's my fault. I got to lose some weight, but it, it is. Uh, uh, I can't really see it. All right. It's going to come. Don't worry. Hold on. When it comes, it comes. <laughs> okay. Uh... Oh, it almost had it. Hold on. Yeah, I see a little. The light is screwing up a little bit there. Yeah, the light is. I'll check it out on. I mean, I I think it's cool. But you see it like this is underwater. This whole thing is underwater. Yeah, that's that's. It's a cool idea. I don't know if I could handle it myself, but. And by the way, I do like that rock and rock and roller coaster or whatever the Aerosmith one. I think it's oh, great. But that was cool. That's a really cool ride. When I get on there, I forget each time. I remember like liking it. I like to be strapped in from the top. I don't mind if my legs hang. I got you. I need to be. I can't not have that comfort of being strapped in above and then i, I can it. just close my eyes and it was dark there no big deal the shit that goes backwards i'm out i can't do any of that stuff but that rock and roller coaster dude when it takes off i'm like oh my god what the fuck did i do and then it's over before you know it nitro i don't know if you've been to six flags in new jersey but they have a ride called nitro and nitro is the tall it was the tallest uh the tallest roller coaster in the world at one point besides king the Khan now but you go up and you're only tied in from the bottom. So like literally your hands and up here, nothing. It's just by your crotch and you right. just drop straight down. I, I literally, the first time I went on it, I was like 13. I lost my breath going down. I couldn't catch Ooh. my breath. I was like, oh. 
And then I caught my breath and it was like, it's so exhilarating. Now, that's why I love roller coasters because you're like, oh my God, I just survived this, you know? But yeah, yeah that, that, that's no. it. That's it for that. But now we're on to the sports segment. Brand new, first time ever. Sally hit him up. What what a great idea, Shawnee. And we got a bunch of different questions here. I know you picked out a lot of them. There was one in particular that I wanted to get to that we'll get to later. How do you want to do this? You want me to just read them off and then we can both answer it here? Yeah, you want let's, read let's do it. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll start here. All right, first one here. This is from Maddie Chef. If you had to put together a six-man bullpen of the Mets' most frustrating relievers of all time, <laughs> who are you choosing? Great question. That is a great question. Great question, six is, Maddie. Six is probably a lot. Let's can you come up three. with six? I could okay. come up with three. Um, All right, give me your three. Okay, so <clears throat> definitely Armando Benitez. As good as he was, uh, he would give me and my dad heart attacks watching him. Right. He would load <clears throat> the bases on purpose and then strike out three people. <laughs> good one. <laughs> what about you? Uh, well, who, you're going to just well, give me the well, one? Okay, we'll go, go one, one for one. See, that's an interesting way that you had it because Benitez clearly was not one of the worst, but no. definitely frustrating. Definitely. I hated um like bobby parnell Ooh, he was bobby one that parnell, i just thought yes. absolutely sucked yes. uh, it was frustrating to watch and this is the you know the down years of the mets um brayden looper Braden would be looper. another guy yeah but these guys aren't good i mean i don't know if it was frustrating or not good dude the most frustrating that i've ever seen was edwin diaz and that was 2019 edwin diaz now he's also yep. the best that i've ever seen but i don't recall being as frustrated with a reliever as I was with Edwin Diaz in 2019 because he was supposed to be the best, the best. reliever in the game, and he was the worst that I had ever seen in my life. Yep. So 2019, Edwin Diaz, I think, has to make that list. Oliver Perez makes that list for me. Oh, yeah. Well, he was a starter with the Mets uh, He was a in starter, the beginning. but then he yeah. came back as a reliever, right. and they Good paid one. him like $40 million as a starter, which they yeah. never should have. The thing about yeah. the Mets that people don't understand is everybody would be like, they don't spend money. They don't spend money. They did spend money. They, they spent it in the wrong places. And what happens is if you don't have the luxury like the Yankees do to make up for their mistakes, that's where you get yes. screwed. It was never that the Yankees spent so much more. They did. But it was more that the Yankees can overcome the mistakes. Exactly, the Mets couldn't. Sal. Exactly so when the Mets so. made that mistake with Perez, uh, Mel Rojas, by the way, I'd throw him in there. He sucked too. Oh, Rojas um, was garbage. Yes, yes. You know what reliever Doug's, I really love? Rick Reed. Yeah. I love Rick Reed. I love. I loved Rick Reed. He was he was tremendous. Reed was yeah. a great pitcher for the yes. Mets in 1999, 2000. Turk Wendell. Turk was great. Yeah, the, the bad ones though always you know at the forefront. I don't know if I could put together a six man bullpen, but those would be a bunch of the names. Doug Sisk from the eighties would be bad too. Um, but those are probably the names that, that I would give you. All right, for number sure. two. Good afternoon, guys. First time, long time here. That's a play on WFAN Radio. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, my question's a uh, two-parter here. Uh, who do you think is going to be the key for a great playoff run for the Mets? And two, uh, Sean, besides Sal, who are you most excited about seeing at the Queens Baseball Convention coming up on December 3rd, your birthday? Yep. I'll hang up and listen. Keith Blacknick, of course, friend of the program. <laughs> what a nice dude. He sent me a Kurt Hawkins figure that I needed. Yeah, he's great. Um, you want to take that one? What yeah, do you think I'll take key? it. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm really excited. I'm trying to make it really bad. It's on my birthday, so I'm going to try to get there. I am excited to see Big Sexy. I really always wanted to meet Bartolo. Being a big athlete myself, I've always loved big athletes. 
And I just really am excited to meet him. He just seems like a great guy. He just lets he like he goes with the flow. And and I'm just really excited to see him. They have a really good lineup. They have two other guys going there. I forgot who at the moment, but if there's any Mets fans, I think Howard Johnson's. I think Howard Johnson's one of them. Yes, if Ojo. I'm not mistaken. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Either um, way, though, I, I've been to few of these now in a row. They they it's they do such an excellent job. There's great access to whoever players or, or announcers or, or panel members that are going to be there. There's good content during those panels. There's good um, shopping available where they have vendor tables and cool merch. If you're into the Mets collecting and, yep. and baseball collecting, it's a great job. As for the keys for the postseason, to so me, the, it comes down to Escobar. the starters. I, I think. That, well, Escobar's been great. Yeah, I would, I would, and they need Marte to come back. But I just think yes. that they will go as Degrom and Scherzer go. And Diaz. Oh, I see for that what matter. you mean. Okay, I was looking at it differently. I would, I thought he meant like one like on-field player. That's what I thought because the pitching is kind of obvious, right? You know, we need the pitching to do well to do. You're to looking succeed. at it as an X factor. Who's going to be the yes, key? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like you notice, Ed, Edwin, like he won us the game last night. He got all five RBIs. So yeah. when, when a guy can take over like that, it's uh, especially a guy that's not your stud player. It really has a big effect on the team. All right, Shawnee Angel Carvajal. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll read this one. Uh, Angel Carvajal. Uh, Angel Carvajal. <laughs> I love, I, lo- I don't, in my head, I knew exactly how to say it, but then I screwed yeah. it up. Barry yeah. Bonds, goat or not? I'm a San Francisco Giants fan, so you know where I stand. But the whole enchilada also will judge or anyone ever eclipse his home run record. What do you think, Sal? Uh, Barry Bonds, the best player that I've ever seen in my life. So, and that's even without the steroids, he was the I best agree. player that I've ever seen in my life. Nobody will touch seventy-three home runs though, because it's you. You can't do that if you're not on PEDs. Yeah. I think it's amazing that Judge has, as we record, sixty-one home runs right now. But I don't think anybody will touch seventy-three. Who's the best player you've seen? The best player I've ever seen. It's really tough. I would have to say, I would have to say, I I agree with you with Bonds. I agree. I don't think he needed the steroids to be such a good hitter. He was Some already. Some people say Griffey. I mean, Griffey I, Jr. I would, say, I would say Griffey, right? I would say Griffey because that's like, and I grew up with Bonds too, but Griffey was a lefty. I, I, I admired him more. But when you look at Bonds, he, he was just an animal. Like, they would walk him intentionally with the bases loaded. Who does that? Yeah. Who does no, that? He, he, especially in 2001, the year we'll that he hit those seven home runs. We'll never he, see that again. He was just he. He was great anyway. He's the best pure baseball player I've ever seen. But yeah. no, I don't think anybody's going to touch touch. Want to know record. who I think the best pure hitter I ever seen was? Who? John Olrud. Yeah, I love John Olrud. That no, I don't guy, know if I put him. He was a hit machine. Whenever you needed an RBI, he got a hit. It's amazing. He was. I loved him. He was a machine. They, they missed him. I, he I was underrated. Balls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because Todd Zeal, who I work with at SNY, replaced yes. Olrud um, yes. from 99 to 2000. So I always That's say right. I Olrud. <laughs> and I loved how he uh, wore the helmet, too, because he had that uh, oh, brain thing. In the field. In the yeah, field. Right. Yeah. It was so weird, you know? Uh, uh, if the two of you could pick one position in sport to play professionally, what would it be? That's from Sal uh, Jello. Yeah. Or Sal Gello? Or Gello, a.k.a. Salute. Yep. Okay. I would be a kicker. 
<laughs> With those big ass legs of yours? Yeah, I would be a kicker or a punter or they have the best jobs in the world. I know they come down to moments where it's the end of the game. They got to come through, but that's Shawnee's time, baby. I love coming through in the clutch. <laughs> I love I that would, pressure. I you, would. Uh, it's a good question. I would probably like to be either a shortstop or second baseman. Okay. Okay. I want to play short or second base. That was my thing. Baseball will be my thing. I mean, I think it could be fun to be a pitcher too, which I did. I'd like to have that challenge. Um, but I'd be afraid about getting one back of the box at you in the big league level. Somebody hitting a liner off the noggin. I don't want that. So I'd go probably shortstop. I love to play short and just, you know, be in the big leagues. I don't need a specific moment or anything. If, now, you go ahead. If it was baseball, I'm definitely going first base. I love first base and I love baseball. I played baseball my whole life and I was pretty good at it. And uh, the thing with baseball and, and being a first baseman is I love I love scooping. Scooping was always my favorite part. And I think a, the first base position doesn't get enough credit because it could save a game scooping up a, a, a throw from the shortstop or third baseman, you know? Yeah. And it does happen a lot. Obviously, you see yeah. that with bad throws. They make it look so easy at the they big league level. They make it look right, so two, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Two more here, Shawnee. Okay, this one's from Brian. From Brian Myers. You could read the last one. I'll read All right. this one. All right. Uh, I love this from Brian, and it, it did get me thinking. Who's yeah. the most toyetic baseball player ever? Wow. Um, you go the, first, the guys now. that come, yeah, The guys that come to mind for me immediately, I think Bonds is one. Now, remember, toyetic is going to be based on what? Like, you, you're wearing your baseball uniform. So yeah. there's only so much, you know, whether it's flashy cleats, whether it's the big arm brace, a shin guard. Maybe think the bigger, uniform does think bigger. Think outside as well, right? So think outside and inside. That's how I thought of it. Right. Which I well, I mean, what? So somebody like Ricky Henderson. Has I would that say. I would say Deion Sanders. Uh, I like Deion Sanders. It's a good one. I thought of him. The one that I was thinking, Tony. I don't know about all time. You know, as we reference some of the older guys, but Ronald Acuna was the first player that comes to mind. Now he's with the Braves. He wears yes, I know who he is. Yellow, yeah, all the yellow shit. You know yep. th that to me is that like that's toyetic. So if I had to pick one player in current day, I would say Acuna. And you could throw Cespedes, Cespedes in. Cespedes did that too. With, yeah, 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 yeah. With, with his the, yellow armband. Yellow. Oh yeah, Acuna. Acuna's got it. Like now he's wearing yellow all over the place, which stand, it pops with his Braves uniform. So I would probably say him just from that, but. I think it's a fascinating question that you can really think, you know, McGuire to me because he was so big yeah. and had the shin guard and had the big elbow pad and just like a big yep. muscular guy. Yeah, he's a guy too, that maybe could be toyetic to a certain extent. No, I agree for sure. Those are great picks. I, like I said, I would go like with I Dion. Said. Dion would be first pick for sure. Griffey is another guy who was a, a big toyetic guy to me. He would wear his hat backwards and had, Love the, that, yeah. had the earrings that the, uh, I have a hat of him, of him blowing the big bubble. He would always blow the bubbles, uh, in batting practice. So I would say Griffey as well for that, but bonds, but, you mentioned the earring bonds too, with that. He had the cross. Oh, earring he had in the hanging ear. earring. Yeah. 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 yeah I yeah, always yeah. wanted, I wanted that as a kid. I always thought that yeah. that was so cool, but yeah, yeah. That, I think it's a fascinating question. I agree. That's a great question. Thanks, Bri. What is the last question? What is the most interesting thing that sports-related 
in your collections. I have a brick from the original municipal stadium in Cleveland before they tore it down and replaced it with Brown Stadium. That question is from Joe Hersky. Sal, what would you say? What is your most interesting thing that sports? First of all, I love his piece because I'm all into the nostalgia. I just went to um, San Francisco this week and saw the A's, you know, the Coliseum, Oakland Coliseum, and then saw the new, not the new, but Oracle Park where the Giants play. And my favorite thing about it was the seats that they had way in the outfield um, on on a walkway in the corner, candlestick park seats. I love the old school stuff. So I think that's cool that he's got the brick from Municipal Stadium. For me, it would be a bat that is a what I believe to be a game bat. I don't know if he used it or not, but game issued bat to Lou Gehrig that my grandfather just had lying around in his garage. He gave it to me. as just like a, here, give this to, he gave it to my father to give to me, like, here, give this to Sal. Maybe he could use it. And then somehow we looked at it and took it to somewhere to get like inspected. And I believe it is legitimate. And I still have that. And who knows? I don't, yeah, I don't know what it's worth. It's not in great shape, but I might be looking to offload that at some point soon. Um, And I probably wouldn't sell it for anything less than like 10 grand, honestly, because those things could be, it's a Lou Gehrig game how many, issued bat. How many bats? Are, that's what I'm saying. How many Lou Gehrig game issue bats are there? Yeah. Now, to prove, like, if it's game used or not, there are different measures. And I guess an expert could tell. I never got it, Um, what do you call it, like, authenticated? I don't know yes. if that – if I For sure, you that. got you got to do that. If you're going to sell sometimes, it yeah, – Sometimes they say you could take – lose the value. I like to put it up for auction, but I might, I might do that. I don't know. Either way, that's valuable, not only because – but of I, Gehrig and the history, but the fact that my grandfather had it and gave for it to sure, me. for sure. But I think somebody would be willing to pay more knowing that it was game used. And if you could prove that, right? Obviously, it goes both ways. If it wasn't game used, then you lose value on it. But at right. least if you know what it is, people will know what they're looking to spend for it. Right? Yeah, but there's there's no way to really prove it other than like they do all the research and say, okay, well, it weighs this much. He didn't use a bat that weighed that much Got very it. often so in true, all likelihood true. he didn't same way they couldn't prove that he actually did use it in a game you know what i mean even if he used it in batting practice and you could see right. the things on it but doesn't mean he used it in a game right the big thing yeah. is though that it would be issued to him and then it's not like some kind of store model yes. so that's that's yes. a big dis- decipher but yes what about you shawnee so me i would say i have a brick uh i have two things i have uh, a brick from city field when they built city field they gave uh, fans uh, uh, an option to pay like 400 bucks and it, you put your name on it. Let's go Mets. So we have a brick. We got it for myself and my dad. It says, let's go Mets, the Caulfield family, 2000 and oh. whatever, you know? So we have the, they gave you a copy of that brick and it's also cool. outside of city field yeah, city for field. those that don't know. And the second thing is when I started listening to the pot again, Brian had mentioned that uh, I saw in the back when he was in his garage that he had a picture of Mike Piazza with the rock. And I'm like, where did this picture come from? Right. I go, it's a TV guide from like 1999 or 2000. I go online. There's one online on eBay. I buy it for like $10 and now I own it. And I have the whole issue. Do you know where Brian got that? I don't. I, 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 I think I think I asked him, but I didn't really get into details too much. I don't remember. But do you know where? Yeah, I gave it to him. 
Get the hell out of here, Sal. Yeah, I I had it from a newspaper from whatever it was back in 99 or 2000. And I remember him obviously saying that he loved Piazza and he's a you know wrestling guy. So I figured he loved The Rock. And I don't know if he – I think I might have just taken a picture and was like, yo, you have any interest in this? I was like cleaning some stuff out or whatever. And he's like, oh, my God, yeah. And I sent that to him. Bro. Guys, this is <laughs> we, did, we did not talk about this, guys. Just so you know, we did no. not. This is shoot like real right now. <laughs> I had no idea that you gave that to Brian, bro. Yeah. Out of all the things in his collection, how crazy is that? That's that's pretty cool. I didn't know if you knew or not, but when you said it, I was like, oh my god, I forgot about that picture. I remember I had, it. I, I had no idea, and I I bought. I went after I saw it. I went online and bought the full issue, and I've never seen one for sale <laughs> after it. Now, now, how did you find like where it was? How did you? I I typed in the TV guide, Rock and Mike Piazza, and the pictures came up. So I started deep diving on eBay and, and Amazon uh, okay. and, and I found one on eBay, but it wasn't worded like my Piazza. It was worded the date. So I typed in the date of the TV guide and boom, it was there. Yeah. That's wild. Great. That's you just blew my mind, Sal. So that's <laughs> it for the questions, guys. I we can't tell you enough. Thank you so much for putting the questions on the post. We really appreciate you. We're gonna do it every week and answer the questions to the best of our ability. So now it's Twick time. <laughs> <laughs> I just dropped everything behind me. <laughs> You're so sick, dude. This week in collecting, the first thing we got to talk about is Dylan Postel's cello figure, Sal. Did you see it? I did see it. Dude, I am mad at Chella because I ordered that Haku. I don't know what the hell is going on with it. I heard the guys try to give an update. You know, they keep releasing these statements. Like, enough's enough, dude. I'm tired of it. You're a yeah. company. You're taking people's money. Like, get the shit out. Either get yeah. the shit out or refund the money. Yeah. Plus, I think their figures suck, quite honestly. From yeah. what I've seen, I don't Normally, have it in hand. Yes, yes. I know we did the atom bomb glow in the dark, which I thought was cool. Yeah. But yeah. I don't love their figures anyway. I like the list of guys who they have, like the Barbarian I wanted to get and some others that they had that I thought would be cool coming up. No more maybe than King Haku, but like get it out. Anyway, so I did see it of Dylan and I, I mean, you know. The boys, it, the, the boy, I mean, you could tell Mark was sitting there so awkward because he didn't want to say anything. I personally love it. I love it. I think it's a great figure. And I, I would, I would so you're tell in. you. I'm in. I'm in on it. I'm in on it. I yes. Is it misproportionate to Dylan? Yes. He 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 is. Well, that's the whole point. He 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 is a small person, and he has a big rectum, you know, butt or whatever. Not a big rectum, guys. <laughs> he has a big butt. <laughs> Shawnee. Oh man. But he has yeah. a big butt, and and we understand that. We get it. But the figure's not going to match it. You know, I you look at his WWE figure, right? Look at this. I'm going to pull it right out from behind me. Does he yep. have a big butt? No. So why didn't people complain there? Well, because that's small enough to where you put it next to a, a, a full-sized, you know, Mattel. It, I think it's properly proportioned. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I love the I love the face. I love I think it's really accurate to the face. But like, yeah. he doesn't have a big bottom. I get it. Like, it's proportionate. But 
you know, I think it's just, I think it's going to be just fine. I think people freak out when they see the hand painted prototypes, but it's so yeah. much detail. Like you look at the, you know, they were saying too much detail, but I disagree. I think there can never be too much detail. Give me all the detail right. that, that you could give me. Right. You know, I'm waiting, dude. I just want to see one in hand. I want my Haku and then I could judge. I am not going to get the Dylan one. I didn't like the way that it looked. Uh, plus I already have, um, Dylan figures that that are you know part of the major pod figure representation, so I'm I'm good on that. Yes, I, I might be out on cello. I need the product in my hand at least with Zombie. I know what I'm getting now, and those figures are sick. Now I'm waiting to pre-order those fucking figures. That figures <laughs> that's properly proportioned at least. Yeah, from the, yeah, from yeah. The... <laughs> Besides, I think your guys, <laughs> I think your your calves, Shawnee, are too small there I agree. you're showing the custom that was made of you that is unbelievable the Unreal. face is unbelievable this guy mike ruff i don't know what he did but he even got my tattoo spot on like it, it, how I, the fuck does he do that i have no idea how he does it but this i sal i literally almost cried when i got this figure i swear to what God. did he charge you for that can i ask you 150 dollars. he charged me that's not that's not bad at all. I I think someone said like, wow, that's a lot. I was like, are you kidding me? I paid fifty dollars for a head from a customizer in the group that I still don't have. It's like seven months now. I'm not gonna put his name on here, but like I I, I just like he made this in like three weeks. So if somebody can make this in three weeks, it should be like a week or two for a head. You know How the saying? fuck did he do that? Does he use parts from other figures? Yeah, he said he said he used parts from other figures and he printed the head, I believe. Um, that but, is insane, bro. It's the it's the best figure that I've ever owned in my life. Uh, all right, Sean, that's a, that's a great figure. Um, where are we at now here? Um, okay, so the next. Oh, you dude, you got your no holds barred figures? Yes, I got them. They're in the living room from from Mattel. Yes, I got. I they just came today. All right, good. Okay, so maybe I should get mine soon. I'm waiting for those. Yeah, they they took, but everybody was like, I somebody posted like, "Hey guys, still didn't get my no holds barred," and everybody's attacking them like, "Hey, they said late September," and like, like, all right, maybe maybe we didn't know that. Whoever posted it didn't know it. Like, why are people attacking people for not knowing when it's gonna come? Like, people didn't. Yeah, say, I like, did not know. But, like, people can post, like, I hate that. I hate when people go for people's throats because they didn't know something. You should be able to ask a question without being made like a fool, right? You know what right. I mean? Um, no, so, that's what people do. No, I get it. I get it. But, yeah, and and the, they talked about the Good Brothers. The last item here is the Good Brothers. They, Brian and Broski, the I don't know if you saw the first Super 7s, but of the good brothers, but they were awful. Did you see them? I did not see them. I heard about them, but I did not see the actual figure. I just I checked out. I got the you know Matt and Brian Super yes. Sevens, the originals, and I heard them rip the other ones to shreds. Oh, so. bro, they were so bad. And I'm not. I don't even know much about the Good Brothers, but I know them because I've seen them in person, right. and they were just awful. Like. And the thing is, Brian and Matt, they have like a say in their figures, right? The good brothers aren't figure people, so they don't have any say. So Brian and Broski, as good friends, the second time around, they help them make the figure right. And 
you got to see these things. They look exactly like them now. It's it's amazing. I did see the picture of it. They look pretty cool. I mean, I'm not going to get them, but they look pretty cool. It's pretty amazing, Sal, what a little paint, like just a little difference in paint can do to a figure. Um, I have one more story for yeah. you from this yeah, weekend collecting for me. So the I'm, I'm into the LJN posters and bio cards, right? Yep. And I have them all, but there are two versions of, of them. Some of them are dual language. Okay. And I had, I've been looking for a Vince McMahon LJM poster for years, just because it's the last, I have one, but I have the one that's dual language. Got it. And I've been looking for just a US one only. And I haven't been able to find it. I've seen a couple that were in lots. I tried to get the guy to sell it, break it apart. They wouldn't do it. Finally, of course, the fucking week I'm away in San Francisco. This is like a, a definitely relatable thing here for collectors. I'm away and I, I just happened to randomly search because my sister got me a $100 eBay gift card for my birthday. So I'm like, all right, let me go see what I could use. I put in the Vince McMahon thing. Boom, pops up. I'm like, holy shit. The auction was ending while I was literally on a fucking boat ride in the Bay Area going underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. And I wanted to make sure that I won this thing. Like, I needed it. Yeah. I had an estimate, Shawnee, that I would say probably 100 bucks. Okay. And I was like, I'll wait till snipe. Um, but I, I couldn't do that because of where I was going to be. So where I had to, like, yep. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to have um, service or not. So I bid it up a little bit before we got out there, whatever. And the thing starts going up and up and up. Now, I did have service, and I did snipe. But the fucking thing went for $177. And I'm not sure. Now, I got it, which I'm happy with because I, I just wanted it. But I, I think I might have been victim to um, ghost bidding or shill bidding oh, on eBay. Oh, I've, no, I've seen that. I've seen that. There's no way. Yeah, that, that. And I tried to look into it and whatever. I, I paid for it and it's shipping. So I'm not worried about that. I got something else. So I got a, actually an Outback Jack bio card, also just US only. So now I'll flip the, the dual language ones that I have. Got it. But. Dude, it there's I'm usually not off with that. Yeah. I was I was all I max it should be a hundred bucks. And I went well, what for are you gonna do? Well, you've been waiting years for this thing, right? You gotta do what you gotta do, but it's not right. And I've seen this with uh now that I've gotten into cards more, I've seen this like one one card that should have went for fifty dollars, it went up to like seven fifty, right? And everybody's yeah. like, why? But then the what happens is when when they when they, they they fuck themselves though, they get too clever and they they keep bidding, and then they lo they win right, and then they right, and then you'll see it. Well, they well, right. So that's the thing. So like, had I not, I, I wanted it. So like, my theory was I'm putting in three hundred and one dollars and I'm it. gonna I'm win. Like yes. whatever it goes for, I'm getting. It. Yes. But like, had I not done that, would it have sold or would it have been relisted? Like I've seen that before. Yes. Me There's too. something shady going on with it. And I just feel it in my gut. And I know it from being the experienced now eBay user and buyer of these things that I am. But like, I don't know. What am I supposed to do? Re return it and then what? See if no, it gets bid up again. Th this is why I like whatnot in a sense, because in whatnot, you if you bid it, you have to pay for it. Right. It, it comes right out of your account or immediately. What eBay I don't like about it is you win the bid and then you have to pay that like they send you an email to say, OK, now you got to pay you won. 
So like, to me, like, what's the purpose? I have my payment info in there. If I bid a number and I win, it should just come out of my account. And that's why yeah. you have ghost bidders because they don't even have to put money out. I guarantee you if they change that rule and it would come out right away, like whatnot, I guarantee you would see no. Right. But wouldn't they be, they'd be paying themselves, wouldn't they? Yeah, but then it has to come out. All the fees have to come out. They right. Would lose, That's true. They would, they would lose a ton of money. Good point. Yeah, they probably should do that. As much as I wouldn't love that as a buyer, I'd rather that than getting fucked by shill bidding. And like 100%. I said, I don't know. Now, I don't know if this is the case because I've been eyeing that poster specifically for a couple of years and haven't seen one. So it is rare, that version of it. However, it. I still have a hard time thinking that it's that much like yeah. i would be surprised and i can't wait to see what my you know dual language poster goes for but it won't be anything close to that for sure and the, the the final thing i need to bring up before we get let everybody go and again thanks for watching we love you guys make sure you like comment and subscribe guys when you like it and comment it really helps us bring the attention to our podcast and we really appreciate it but uh a good brother from the the, the major pod uh joe matt he commented that he loved the show and he said, pardon the interruption has a stat boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he said, imagine just, I, you don't need it. Sal. I need it for the names and stuff. He's like, imagine yeah. if you guys had a stat boy there and then after would say how many times Shawnee fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I may need it too. You be? with the names. May yeah. That, that would be funny. Ask him if he wants to do it. He can yeah. work for free. And That's he'd it. Be hired. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. He's easy. <laughs> free fitty, baby. Free fitty. Yeah. But that's oh, it. that will take a whole nother half hour. We don't have enough time for oh, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Just with my mistakes alone. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget's Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. <laughs> but Sal, thank you again, my brother. Uh, what a great episode. I feel like this episode went so fast and smooth and we love you guys do you have anything else to say so that's it shawnee looking forward to seeing you next week all right guys we're out